You know, for 20 years, we have watched the Internet expand and reach so many parts of our lives. I remember, and I'm sure you do too, when you had to sit in front of your computer that was plugged into your phone line through a Cat 5 or 6 cable, listening to the electronic signal you would hear through your modem. You could even tell by the tones when you were about to connect. I'm sure you remember it. But can you remember a time before you had to comment for a total stranger's images or words? Do you remember what that was like? To not see a curated display of posts, images, and videos, blogs or articles that were tailored specifically for you by a mathematical equation. Do you remember a time when most of the things you viewed weren't a suggestion? Now that I think about it, it's a bit upsetting. Because our attention is now being harnessed for commerce. And the more it happens, the harder it will be for you, the entrepreneur, to get people to see what you're showing them or to listen to the message you're trying to share. You're listening to It All Works. I'm your host, Jason Wheeler, and I'd like to welcome you to season two of the podcast. Last year, I used to create a 15-minute long episode, which were pretty specific on marketing tactics and strategies. And even though I wrote my own thoughts down and scripted the episodes, I found myself veering into deeper thoughts and point of views about online marketing. So this season, I'm just going with it. And you'll probably notice it's not going to be as scripted. From time to time, I will have guests, but my interview methods aren't lighthearted. I prefer getting information and answers to questions my guests might not have been used to because they have probably answered all the regular safe and easy questions on some other interview. I don't want to waste your time or theirs either, or mine. There are some other changes you'll notice. You'll see. I don't need to declare them. So let's get on with this episode called The Message. There was a time I used to search the internet for new and fascinating things, or find helpful information if it could be found. The internet was once a blank canvas or an empty field, depending on how you see it. Search didn't exist the way it does now, so finding something was difficult. You had to know the address, the URL, or you were out of luck. But as we watch it fill in the blanks with every piece of information you could want or need, there was a price. Websites became businesses, and to keep the lights on, it meant money had to be flowing in. It wasn't free or like your public library anymore. And instead of asking you to pay them directly, they got something from you they could sell to someone else. Your attention. Unknowingly, we became the product of so many online businesses. Remember that saying, time is money? Well, it certainly is true in this case. The more time you spent online, the more ads you would have seen. And that was more money in people's pockets. Let's fast forward to today. Your attention is now the most important commodity online. There are machines that figure out how to get your attention and keep it for as long as possible. No doubt, they probably enticed you to buy something too. But while they are throwing everything but the kitchen sink at you to get you to stay glued into this one space, what is it that they aren't showing you? What aren't you hearing or seeing? This is a point I'm trying to make very clear. Whether you are the consumer or the creator of content, Ultimately, you will have no control over who will see your content. And if I was to compare now to days gone by, you would have a ton more page views on your website, video views, likes and comments on your posts years ago. It was flowing like Niagara Falls, and now it's more like a leaky faucet. And we all know what happened. And in what changed? It's pay to play. 
You got to buy attention in places you used to earn it with your talent, effort, and consistency. The question that is being asked more and more is, what choices do we have? Is there still a way to reach people organically anymore and actually get results that can help us grow our businesses quickly or quickish at least? The answer is yes, but there are some challenges that come with this. Before I can even start talking about that, I want to say that this is the new standard. This is the way things are. The way forward is going to be challenging for better people. I don't think anyone can do it. I think some people will be able to adapt and build a strategy that includes thoughtful and creative work. If you asked me 10 years ago how many people could grow an audience online, I would have said 25% could. Just for showing up and trying. Now I would say it's maybe like 2%. And that's my personal opinion. And the reason I say it, obviously the system has changed, and at the same time, people have not stepped up their game. Add in the fact that there are tons of people that will try to sell you on the idea that it's so easy, but it's not. But that's what makes people sign up for programs like that, the easy part. If there's one thing that I need to do when I talk about this stuff is to be honest about the realities of this business. And all you have to do is look around. What are you seeing? Are you seeing a lot of people in your circle developing and cultivating a meaningful connection with a growing audience? Probably not. Have you seen the movie Fake Famous? This movie shows exactly how weird the game has become. Spoiler alert, the influencers in this movie needed to buy fake followers as a primer just to make themselves look legit. That's not for me, and hopefully it's not for you either. Here's the big bold point I want to make clear. The number one thing that matters as an entrepreneur is you need to get your messaging right. It needs to be crystal clear to anyone who sees any bit of your content and show them exactly what you're all about. Your message is key. It will affect everything you do to help grow your audience. No wavering, no confusion, pure clarity. If you can get that clarity, you can go forward with any marketing strategy and be absolutely sure you're not attracting the wrong people to you or your business. This needs to be correct. This is the level we're on now. And there's no surprise when I tell you most people can't or won't do this. When I say can't, I'm talking about people that can't get clarity on their message. And that could be for many reasons. Fear being number one. They can't seem to narrow it down to something special, specific, or unique. They fear that they are excluding people and diminishing their potential. And for those who won't do it, guess what? It's fear again. Except their fear is about not being able to cast a wide enough net. That, and the fear of being creative within the confines of a precise message. Getting that message right, this task either sounds so basic and simple to some, and to others it seems broad, vague, and because of that, it becomes challenging. The main purpose of the message you are trying to share with your ideal client is for connection. You're trying to let people know that you have a solution to one of their problems, and that you have something that will make their lives better in some way. When they consume a piece of your content, they will know if it's truly for them because it will come across as though you were speaking right to them. You show up at the right time with the right message and you are able to connect with them and help them. But that's not all. I want to mention something else that has become so important now. It's not just your message out there. I know you know that. It's yours and a billion others all trying to capture the attention all at the same time. 
and because there's so many others, people will struggle to see what is genuinely real and what is not. If you're looking to really connect with people, you will have to stand out like you're the only living being amongst a bunch of mannequins. You will have to talk, feel, listen, respond like a real person. And you know what? I feel strange just saying this, but it's true. Entrepreneurs struggle to be themselves online, even though the best version of you is the real version. We all in some way resist being that real, and therefore feeling exposed. Showing our weaknesses, or not showing up, and being someone they would expect to find. It's a real problem, and it takes serious thought and focus to make sure you stay true to yourself. It really shouldn't be hard, because it's work to show up as something that you're not. But those fears somehow make it worth the effort, and in the end, after all that adjustment and polishing, it's not going to be as effective or impactful. My best relatable example is this. People who I know to be my very best friends were exactly who they were since the first time I met them. There was no facade. The people I have met that at some point changed and showed their true colors, none of them are in my close, personal circle of friends. While you are trying to connect to people with your message, it's just as important for them to know that the message is genuine because it comes from an individual or business that is genuine as well. So my question for you is, what is your message? What is it that you have been trying to convey to your audience on a consistent basis? Would it be precisely one thing, or would it be a mishmash of a bunch of things? Are you notorious for something now? I love the word notorious for this purpose. When people think of you, are they seeing you the way you intended them to? Eight years ago, if you had asked anyone what they thought I did, you would get a lot of different answers. Because I helped people, a lot of people, with a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. Only a few times did people see me the same way, and even then, it wasn't at all what I intended it to be. Now, I'm a little bit more notorious. Most people get it right. The niche thing is my thing, and my point of view is clearer. One of the best ways you can tell is based off the questions you get from people. When they ask you about things that you really aren't involved with, it means they really don't know what you do. That is why it's great when you do get a relevant question that is specific to what you do. And to add another point, if people know you and know what to ask you about, then that's what drives up engagement. It's not that different from real life. Do you ask questions that might not be relevant to people you barely know? Or do you talk to people you know quite well about things you know they are knowledgeable about? Of course it's the latter unless you're the weird person at the party. Your message, your niche, what you or your business is all about is simply the most precise way to get the right people to find you and build a genuine connection that serves you both. It's about time people stop letting the anonymity of the internet prevent them from really connecting with their ideal audience, clients, and customers. The algorithms on the platforms today are giving you a sliver of a chance to connect with people organically. You shouldn't make it harder than it needs to be by getting your messaging wrong. By now when I say message in this episode, you must know I'm talking about your niche and how people perceive you. If I had enough time, I could tell you so much more. But I don't think anyone would enjoy a six to eight hour podcast. Yeah, that's how long I could go on for about getting your message right. In all the times I've helped people, the ones that really struggled are the ones who think it's a quick task of coming up with your tagline or elevator pitch. Like somehow those few words are going to make sure that people understand exactly who you are and what you're all about. Let me say this gently. 
that's only a very tiny part of it. Because you must practice your message every single day, every single time. And it does take focus to do this. Sure, I could whine about how insulting I find it when people figure out that one line that describes their business or service and that they think the work is done. It's the work that I do, and it's the reason there are industries built around it. If large companies need this support to keep things going in the right direction, wouldn't it only make sense that the small businesses need it too? Maybe even more because they're unestablished? We've all witnessed this work in the department store segment, so much so that you almost never hear people say department store. I grew up with probably two dozen department stores I could easily name. Now, I can name maybe four or five. First of all, the whole concept of a department store started taking a beating when smaller stores that were niched in began to beat them on price, service, and quality. So we started to see their customer base erode because their smaller retailers were taking pieces. Once they started losing sales, it was harder to compete. Because in their heyday, they were the only place you could find everything, the one-stop shop, and they carried a bit of stature too. They were able to secure the products people wanted and needed. Their message told you that. Back then, they weren't in a price war. It was usually about being the one place you could find something or the experience of shopping in one of their stores. Well, as niche retailers started winning in fashion and appliances and furniture and toys, the department stores that didn't change their strategies disappeared. Currently, you are seeing it happen with JCPenney in the U.S. and the Hudson's Bay Company in Canada. They are still trying to make the department store mean something. But the whole industry has changed while their message did not. They now face off against competitors that have streamlined and can steal the one-shop stop on price alone. Walmart and Target are no joke, and Costco too, but that's a slightly different animal. But, unless you are a very specially niched-in department store like Harrods or Saks Fifth Avenue, and that's in their messaging, the department store model gets pulverized by simply keeping their message the same and competing in a completely different era. Their message is all wrong. It's wrong for the times and for themselves. I don't think it will be long before they disappear or make a real massive change that it will be necessary. But that's big industry. What about all the startups and the small businesses? It takes a while to sink a ship as big as a large retailer, but for the small business owner, the lights can go out right quick when their messaging is wrong. And that's what happens when they enter the ring, which is their niche, and they don't know how to win that fight. Small businesses have less time and money, less resources, overall, and very short runways. If you want to succeed, you're going to have to land your message sooner than later. Smaller businesses need to get their point and stay on point with their message. When they start to play around with their content, they are literally confusing their audience. It's obvious what happens next. A confused audience is an indecisive audience, and the connection will be hard to make, and the prospect of sales goes bye-bye. Your message is key in the way you position yourself in the market. And if you don't take advantage of the power of positioning, then you're not really in it to win it. You can't assume people will know exactly where you are positioned versus everyone else in your niche. They don't fill in the blanks. You do. If you leave it to them, they won't come up with any good answers if they have one at all. You know more about yourself and your competition in your niche. If you don't, that's a bigger problem. But you should know. And you should be able to articulate this to your audience. You need to help them win the debate in their minds as to why they should buy your product or service. Make it easy for them. I know I've touched on a few key points about the importance of getting your messaging right. 
I'd like to challenge you with taking a closer look at your messaging, your niche, and position. Can you see it in your content? Can you honestly say that your website and social media and all other pieces of your content defines you well? And would it absolutely speak directly to your ideal client? Maybe you could even have someone else look at it. From my past experience, most people find holes or vagaries within it all. And that's when they realize why it's been a struggle to connect with people or compete with their competition. I know I might have blown up or expanded on what was once a small task into something bigger. But trust me, it's always been a big deal. I'm just trying to get people to see what's important. It's a priority. As I always say, it's a blind spot for many. And when it is, people don't realize how they are failing, which is even worse. If you've created something special, give it every chance it has to succeed. Make sure people know about it. Find the ones that need it the most through your messaging and create those connections. It may seem like the worst of this pandemic might be behind us. And I say might because we really can't be sure. Historically, these things last longer. And we're all aware now of wars being fought that can at the very least have implications on our economies. And that's at the least. It could get worse. I touch on how hard things are to get your messaging out there through an online system that has choked the attention supply. I don't think it's going to get any easier. And historically, getting people's attention has become harder year over year. And through all of this, there are a lot of people that are entrepreneurs and solopreneurs trying to make it work. I'm one of them. But I can tell you, there's going to be a lot more people trying to do this for the first time. It's going to be hard for them and harder for us as the ones already trying. And the ones that will succeed will be the ones making the most important connections faster and better through their messaging. I plan on being the one of them. I hope you are too. Well, this is episode one of season two, a little trip down the rabbit hole of messaging and niching in. If you have any questions or comments about this episode, you can go to the website, itallworks.com, and you'll see a way you can send your message to me and I can answer them. Some I might like to share in future episodes. And one more thing, hit the subscribe button for this podcast. I'm hoping that I can share some more stories and information with you in the future. Thanks for sharing your time with me this week. Take care.